0: Well, some weeks ago, uh, we had a couple messages called Relying on Him. I'm going to go a little bit further tonight on that. If you missed those messages, you can go back. They're on the website. and go back and listen to them. But let's look at John 15, verse 1. John 15, verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. This is Jesus speaking. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it be- may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. And the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So he said every branch, verse 2, in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes. This isn't my point, but notice it says that uh, any branch that is bearing fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Again, not my point, but God 's going to prune you. <laughs> uh, you can't just coast along with God. I'm not saying God doesn't bring bad circumstance, that's the devil. But we live in a fallen world, and just you walking through this earth, there's going to be stuff that comes to challenge you and there you are going to be tested. There are trials on this earth. Again, God is not the author of evil. Don't make that mistake. Don't go down that path. A lot of people teach that. that is not, God is not the author of evil. On the other hand, there is evil in this world. There are tests in this world. Satan will push on you. Try to see if you believe what you say you believe because he's trying to disconnect you from God. Well, the path that God has for you, you are going to have to grow. You don't get to stay at the same level for the rest of your life, not if you're going to follow God. You know? Kids that are going to school, elementary, middle school, high school, you know, uh, call it collegiate degrees, you don't get to just do the same thing over and over and call it good. You can take one class and just take that. You know, stay in the second grade tell you're 30. That looks look silly. You know, I, I'm comfortable here, so I just want to stay here. I'm just going to, I like it. I, I'm comfortable at my fifth grade level, and I just want to stay. I don't want to learn anything more. I don't want to be pulled on to do anything else. I just want to stay. Well, that would be silly and naturally, but Christians do this all the time don't want to grow, don't want to move on with God, and stuff is pushing on you, and you got to change, and you got to grow, well, I don't want to do that, well, uh, welcome to the life of faith, you know, well, I believe God, I'd do anything for God, and then you get a little push, and it's like, oh, I'm done, I don't want to change that, well, Everything I have is yours, but, you know, I, I'm not going to give anything. Everything, all my time is yours, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> now, you'll get located real quick. You're going to follow God. You'll get located. Yes. Do you believe what you say you believe? So you're going to get pruned. Uh, that means you're going to have to strip off some stuff that you don't need. Anyway, like I said, that's not my point, but good scripture. We're going past that. Make <laughs> no mistake, the things we're getting into... Uh, <laughs> the rest of this verse that we're going to focus on kind of demands that part. You can't like skip over that part and say you believe this other stuff. Verse 3 says, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you as, as a, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So you can't bear any fruit apart from him. So if he's telling you to get rid of something so you can bear more fruit and you actually believe him, then you're going to do it. If you don't believe him, you're not. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Zip. Nada. Zero. Zero. Can you get stuff done in the world naturally? Yes. That's not what he's talking about. If you're going to follow God, if you're going to do what he asked you to do, you can't do anything apart from Jesus. In other words, you can make stuff in and of your own strength. That's not the same as producing it with the strength of God and bearing fruit through him. Because you're bearing fruit, it's going to remain for eternity. That's the type of fruit he's talking about. He's not talking about the natural stuff that that people on the earth... uh, give accolades to. So we talked about that some. You you can't bear fruit, you can't do anything apart from the Lord. John 5, verse 19, let's we've read some of these, but we're going over them and we'll keep moving. It've been a few weeks since we talked about this, so it's okay to go over some of these verses. Verse 19 says Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, The Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do. Uh, For whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself does, and He will show Him greater works than these that you may marvel. In verse 19, the Son can do nothing of Himself. Jesus is talking about Himself. But what He sees the Father do, for whatever He does... The son also does, and like, man, in other words, Jesus himself is saying he can't do anything apart from the Father. If Jesus is saying that, how much more us? If Jesus said, I can't do anything apart from my Father, how how much you and me? We can't do anything apart from God. We're relying on him. Through the person of the Holy Spirit that indwells us, that comes upon us, we can do nothing apart from him. It's not just us living. It's not just us doing things. You can't live the Christian life by yourself. You can't people say it's impossible. I just can't do it. That's good. You can't do it. Not and of yourself. You can't live the way the Bible tells you to live. You can't love other people the way uh, the Bible tells you to. That You have the love of God shed abroad in your heart. That's the only way you're going to be able to love people. That's the only way through the Lord Jesus in the person of the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. That's the only way you're going to be able to carry out His plan for your life. It's designed that way. So just when, when, when you're dealing with what the Word says... And when you're dealing with what, what he quickens you by his spirit to do specifically for your life, you know, not everything that you're supposed to do in life is written down in the word. We have general parameters, but it doesn't tell you where to work. It doesn't tell you, you know, who to marry. It doesn't tell you where to live for you. So you need to hear that by the spirit of God. And then for the, his plan for your life, what you are supposed to do. Well, you're going to, so when you hear these things, and when you see these things in the word, the only way you're going to be able to do that is by and through him. So just mark that up right away. So don't be surprised. You're, you're being prompted to do something and you're saying, I can't do that. Well, if you're talking about in and of yourself, that's good because that's, that's par for the course. Jesus said you can't do it. So get used to that. Don't let that, don't let that push you back. Press in. Because you press in on Him. You say, I can't do it, so I'm relying on you. Well, now you're in a good place. Now you can do it. You know, just live in light. What the Word says tells you to do and not do and how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to conduct yourself. People say, I just can't do that. That's too hard. You're looking looking at your own strength. Through God, we can do it. And if, if you quit making excuses and looking out here and say, I can't do it, and start looking on the inside and say, by Him, I can do it, then you make progress. If he told us we can do something, he's not a liar. Yes. If he said it, we can do it. Yes. You find out what you believe, though, when you hit, when you hit challenges. You find out, well, if you say, well, I just can't. Somebody's wrong. If God told you you can, and you say, I can't, either you're wrong or he's wrong. Need yes. you help figuring out which one it is? <laughs> All of us, you know, we're, we're wrong. Sooner we just figure out that's a stupid thought. I'm going to not agree with that. I'm going to go on and just, if he told me he can, I can do it, best thing you can do is say, I can do it. Through him I can do it, and I'm going to do it in him. Now you're in a good place, and now he can help you. We read this, Zechariah 4.6. It says, so he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. In the NLT it said, "Is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's army. So it's not by power. It's not by might, not by power. The other version, and this comes out in a number of uh, other versions. It says not by force or strength. You don't try to force your way into the plan of God. It's not by your brute strength. It's not by your intelligence. It's not by your connections. It's not by your money. It's not by your family. You don't force your way through. It's not by your strength. It's not by your power. It's not by your might. It's by his spirit, how they're talking about building the temple here. How how God is going to, we talked about, I'll build my life, you know, the the song we're singing. How that's going to happen is by his spirit. How you're going to actually walk Out the plan of God is by his spirit. It's not by all these natural things. Uh, Read this quote. This is in the Triumphant Church, uh, Kenneth E. Hagan Sr. uh, That book, and he's referring to uh, to this verse. He said, We say, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord and yet we go right on ahead and try to do something in our own strength, power, and might, and nothing happens. No, we will have to learn to rely on God's Word, His power and might, and His Spirit in order to be successful in life. Actually, when we rely on our own power and might, we labor and labor, and very little is accomplished. But if we'll put the greater one on the inside to work for us, He will rise up big in us and give illumination to our minds and direction to our spirits, which we can't get uh, from any other source, and He will always lead us in line with the holy written Word of God. So we can try to do it our way and do it in our own strength, or we can do what He said, and we can rely on Him. And when we rely on him, now stuff can actually get done. You know, you can wear yourself out trying to do what you think is the plan of God if you do it in your own strength. Yeah. You can wear yourself out. You're trying and trying to get what God has already given and what he's already ordained. You know, if he's already told you in his words you have it, then you have it. You don't have to strive to get it. If he already told you what to do in life, then He has a way to do that, but our job is to hook up with Him and by His strength to do it. Our job is not to get it done in our own strength. And you'll wear yourself out trying to do the plan of God. That is not how we're supposed to live. Now, people do this. Ministers do this. Businessmen do it. Engineers do it. Homemakers do it. Trying to do... What God told you to do in your own strength, so busy, so tired, so, but they're saying it's, it's the plan of God. And you see people die young. You see ministers burn out. Trying, you know, thinking this is the will of God. God doesn't do that. See, we can do that. We can, you know, we put stamp, we put our stamp of what well, God told me, and use it as an excuse then to do things that He's not prompting us to do. And people say, "I'm so I'm too busy to do certain things." That's another. Uh, Another side of the issue. I heard somebody say once, if you're too busy to do what God has told you to do, you are wasting time. Did you hear what I said? If you are too busy to do what God's telling you to do and what what you know you should do, you are wasting time. What does that mean? We're doing something that we don't need to do. So we need to be careful, and we need to just need to listen to Him and rely on Him. You know, the Bible is full of these type of examples. Moses, Pharaoh, with Pharaoh in Egypt. That was not done. Uh, the Israelites were not delivered because of Moses' great power. You remember, we're not going to take time to turn to you, remember, Moses, early in his life, he knew something about that. Evidently, you know, he grew up and he knew something about being a deliverer, but he, at 40, tried to take it into his own hands, and it did not work. And so he spent another 40 years out in the, the wilderness until he was ready, and when he came in, it wasn't in his own strength. It was relying on God. So it wasn't, it wasn't by Moses doing it. It was Moses relying on God. You know, the Israelites going into the Promised Land then eventually which Moses wasn't able to do, and Joshua had to take him in. But when they went in, they, the, the people that they were, that were occupying the land were driven out not by the Israelites, Israelites' great strength. It was by God fighting for them. You know, the way battles happened, the way things came down. You know, David and Goliath. David did not take out Goliath because he was stronger than him. He didn't, it wasn't that he was the, the better fighter, the bigger man. No, he was way smaller. By all accounts, he should have gotten creamed, and yet he won. Yeah. You know, Daniel getting thrown into the lion's den. Well, you know, uh, he should have been dead. That, wasn't, that did not happen. That whole scenario of him walking through that and trusting God did not happen because of his power. Even Samson, who was strong, the reason he was strong was because the power of God was on him. It was not because of his physique. He couldn't do anything once the power, the strength of God wasn't on him. Even the 12 apostles, these guys were not people that were the cream of the crop as far as you know, humanity for Jesus to look to to get his church built. But they did have a heart for God, and they did believe God, and they walked with Jesus. So they were able uh, to do, they weren't perfect, but they were able to do what God had, a, had, uh, had to do for them, what, they, what he had planned. Second Chronicles 16, verse 8, we read this. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. What's he looking for? To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for the exterior strong. He's not looking for you to get it done in your own strength. He's looking for somebody that will trust him to get it done, whatever it is. God is not impressed with what people are impressed with. Uh, Psalm 147.10 in the NLT, it says, He takes no pleasure, God takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him. Those who put their hope in his unfailing love. That's what delights God is those who look to him. Because God is not short on strength. He's not short on intelligence. He's not short on resources. He's not short on favor. God doesn't need any of those things. What he does need is somebody that will trust him. But this is a stumbling block when people don't trust Him, when they look to do it in their own strength. Now they're relying on their resources and they actually hinder God from helping do what He wants to do. Which is better, a man's resources or God's resources? Well, it's clear, right? But this happens all the time. We have a choice. And see, there's a temptation to rely on what we can do rather than just humbling ourselves and relying on what God can do because His plan is not necessarily our plan. we got to make it so our plan is His plan. Whatever He said, we do that. Now we humble ourselves before Him, and now you're relying on Him to get it done. Well, there's no limit to what can be done. There's no limit to what can be done when you're relying on Him because God's infinite, and He's not interested in what you bring anyway. In and of yourself. He doesn't need it. And we just read a bunch of examples. It's all throughout the Bible. God just doesn't need your resources. He does not need what you have. He needs your heart and your agreement. Yes. He just he's not looking around going, ooh, I could really use what that person has. It's just not true. He can give you whatever you need. Yes. Amen. He's not, he's God Almighty, the the, the creator of the universe. You know, we would we just, every time I take a flight, uh, you know, we would just went to Oklahoma. And uh, every time I take a flight, I still look out the window, at least some. And it just, it just is a good calibration to look at how small stuff is when you get above it all. And I was talking, I was talking to one of my girls. we were sitting there like, yeah, I wonder how much that property costs. It's like, you know, this little... Little square when you're looking at it, and it's like you know all the deals and all the stuff that goes into who acquired that property and built it. It's just it's like this like the speck. and you look at how big. Then I mean, it's just a fraction of the earth that you see out, and all the resources that it took to make those roads, and all those houses in that neighborhood, and it's like nothing. And when you know, when you start, you know, you start uh, zooming out. And you see it from that perspective and you see God. He created all this and this is a small planet. Yeah. And you say he and you look at the clouds and the you know, the sun in the distance, and and it just it just you can think about it, but just seeing it again just recalibrates to wait. God can do anything. Yes. And I don't the stuff that men argue and fret over and you know. We'll get all bent out of shape over it. It's that little speck down there. God, he is over all the earth, and you know what he's looking for? He's not looking for, oh, that guy has all this money. It's like this big, all that property. Oh, he's a big, big fish in this town. It's like this blip. (laughs) And you look at everything, and you realize, no, God is so much bigger. He doesn't need somebody and your resources. He's God. So we rely on him and say, God, what do you want? Because, you know... Hey, then I'm tapping into you. I'm not looking to me. I'm not limited. It's a joke when you look at it from that perspective, the stuff that we get excited about. God's so much bigger. Look at Psalm 33, verse uh, 16. It says, No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety, neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, reverence him, honor him, on those who hope or expect in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits. For the Lord, he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. It's, it starts out saying these, these things. That, you know, the, the king isn't saved by the multitude of his army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. You could modernize that and say all kinds of things that we put trust in. They're they're nothing when we think about God, when we think about Him. No, we don't look to those things. We don't look to the natural. We look at the supernatural. We look at what we have on the inside. We look at who God is and what He said. Look at 1 Corinthians one twenty six. It says, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. What people would say are mighty and noble and wise. Verse 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to, uh, to, bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That <laughs> no flesh would say in the presence of God, well, I'm something. He said he chooses, and we, we read some examples, he chooses the foolish things, the things that men would say are foolish. Yeah. In other words, that people would say, well, why, why are you choosing that? Why didn't you choose them? This looks so much better. This person looks so much better. They look so much more talented or able or endowed in, in one way or another. Use them. The people, the, the, the people that... that um, God chooses. It says, not many. Not many wise. Not many mighty. Doesn't mean there's zero. I mean, Paul. Paul was an educated person. He was very educated. And he was equipped. And guess where God sent him? He sent him to the Gentiles that knew nothing about all his training. So he was selected. But you know, they don't care what he knows because they don't don't know anything about it either. So they'd just be talking nonsense to him. And then Peter, who's a fisherman, he sends to the people, all the religious people, all the Jews. God's got a way, he's got a plan. But no person is going to glory in his presence. No person is going to be like, yeah, I did that. It's just not going to happen. So the quicker that we figure out that we are relying on him and tap into that to the fullest uh, measure that we, if Jesus told us that he can, we can do nothing apart from him and that he said, I can't do anything apart from my father, then this is how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live by the strength that's on the inside of us through the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to live by God's wisdom. We're supposed to live by the leading of the Holy Spirit, where you don't know what's going to happen, but God does, and you're going being led by peace on the inside. See, God will save you from all kinds of things if you'll be led by peace. On the inside of you, in your spirit, we got whole teachings on this. But basically, the Bible says to let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Colossians 3:15. Let the peace of God rule. It says in the Amplified or Amplified Classic, uh, let peace act as an umpire. In other words, you're being led by the peace of God to know what to do. Well, God can lead you into all kinds of things, keep you from harm because you didn't have a piece about something, you didn't know why, you couldn't see any natural reason in the natural not to go a certain direction. In fact, if you looked in the natural, what you could see, it looked awesome, but you went by peace and you were saved. Or you, you looked at a situation and said, there is nothing here. There is no way I'm going here. And you had a piece. And it's just glowing peace that, yes, this is the way to go. And so you went And stuff that you didn't know, that you couldn't understand, that you couldn't have possibly seen, manifested because you were just following him. Well, you're tapping into the Holy One. You're tapping into his resources. We're relying on him. That's the way we're supposed to operate. As Christians, we're not supposed to be just relying on data. Hello. Not supposed to have an AI figure out what to do for you. It's going to be interesting to see where all this stuff goes. You're not supposed to rely on, you know, somebody doing analysis, say, well, this is the best answer. You ever heard people can be wrong? People do analysis for all kinds of stuff, not saying you shouldn't. You just don't rely on it. Mm -hmm. It's not the final answer. You take into consideration, I don't care what the analysis says. If If your heart, if your spirit is saying no, you go with no. And I don't care what the analysis says. If it looks like complete garbage, but your heart's saying go, you go. Because now you're not you're not you're not uh, limited by the natural. Otherwise, you're just like everybody else, unsafe people. Well, We think we should do this procedure on you, and you got a big check saying no. Uh, you better obey that. I'm not talking about fear. I mean, a medical procedure. You, you, people have died, you know, getting the wrong thing done to them. At the, at the same time, you know, people go, well, I don't want to get surgery, and, and you have a leading to get it. People's lives have been saved that way. Be led by God. Rely on Him. Let's look at Galatians 2.20. So the we're, we're relying on... The inside, we're relying on him, his strength. Galatians 2.20 said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life that I now live in the flesh. See, we're in the flesh, but we're not living by the flesh. We live in the flesh, but we live by the faith in the, by faith in the Son of God, so we live by belief in Him. We walk by what He said, so if He said, do it, and you say, I don't, you know, He said do it, and you're like, I don't know how to do it, by faith, you do it because you're relying on Him. Now, He's going to take care of what needs to be taken care of. We don't have to figure it out. We just have to obey. We're supposed to live like that. We're supposed to be reliant. We're supposed to see faith is going to be in every area, walking along what God has for us to do. You're going to have to rely on Him. By faith means you don't know, you don't see it in the natural, you don't have it all figured out, but you're walking by faith, so you're relying on Him. And when you rely on Him, now you'll bear fruit. And fruit that will remain because you're not, you're not just relying on you. A few more scriptures that, that are familiar, but just look at them in this vein. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in who? In the Lord and the power of his might. It doesn't say to be strong in yourself. It doesn't say that you're just supposed to gird up and just, I'm going I'm to be strong. It says you're supposed to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We have the greater one on the inside. That's who we're supposed to rely on to get it done. The greater one. Almighty God on the inside. The greater one on the inside, we're supposed to look to him and say, Lord, I I believe you. I trust you. I have faith in you. Lord, show me. Constantly looking on the inside on what to do. Constantly looking on the inside in the greater one, relying on him to take steps, to live by faith, to walk by faith, to do what he told us to do through the inner man. Not by, that, by, not by what we see on the outer man. Ephesians 3.14 says this, refers to that. It says, uh, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. To be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. That's where we're supposed to be strong. In the inner man. Not by might, not by power, that's external, but by my Spirit. Here he's saying we're strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man. So we look to the inner man, we look to Him. When you're looking to the, to the Holy Spirit on the inside, you are relying on God. And so we rely on Him. We look to Him. We're strengthened in Him. Thank you, Lord. Just working, walking out everything like that. Relying on Him. Walking with Him. Trusting Him. Not looking to the natural but looking to the supernatural, looking beyond our limitations, but looking to him who has no limit. In every area. This goes for at home. This goes at work. This goes with our children. This goes in our health. And things that we need wisdom for. We're not looking at just what we have. We're not looking at just what we understand. We're looking at who is telling us to go forward and make sure we're following Him, and then know that we can rely on Him to help us go through in victory and in strength and to bear fruit. Amen.